You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. In a world filled with cigars, craft beer, comics, movies, and video games, only two men are brave enough to search out all things nerdy. It's the Cigar Nerds Podcast! And welcome to Cigar Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Smokin' Joe. I'm Brad Jackson. What are we smoking this week, Brad? All right, so this week we've got the Espinosa War Zone. Uh, yeah, is... welcome to the War Zone. I, I, I think it's going to be fitting for today's topic. <laughs> welcome to the jungle. We got fun and games. <laughs> well, I mean, we got War Zones. How about that? Um, so this cigar is going to sport a... Um, I don't, I don't even remember now. Give me a minute, folks. <laughs> well, while he's looking the, the contents up, this is a collaboration between Espinosa Cigars and General Cigars. Uh, do know it has a Cameroon uh, wrapper, I believe. Yes, Honduran binder with filler from Nicaragua and Colombia. Yeah, this is uh, you know, called the War Zone to commemorate the Ten Years' War from 1868 to 1878, which is the first of three wars that eventually gained Cuba its independence. So it's kind of celebrating, you know, the uh, Cuban history of Yeah, I of, mean, basically this thing is designed to celebrate all that has been hard fought and won. Which I, I thought was a pretty good segue into what we'll be discussing later on in the main segment. Um, right off the bat, this is, um, you know, definitely a, a light to medium smoke. Um, not too many Cameroon rappers make it to the show. Um, yeah, you know, so this is one of the lightest things we've we've tried so far. But I got to say, like, uh, before we turn the mics on, you made the comment "smoke and air," which is what usually happens when we smoke something light, since our palate's kind of tuned to the uh, the stronger shit. But now that it's gotten kind of you know, warmed up past that initial light, it's, there is some flavor starting to come through. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, when I smoke it, um, I, I guess the flavors I would describe are earthy, woody, a touch of leather, um, no spice, um, so, I mean, it, it's got flavor, it just lacks that, you know, punch that I like from, you know, some of our, our harder hitting cigars, but this might be a good, you know... Start the day off right, type cigar for me. Like, yeah, this might be a like a good morning coffee cigar. Uh, yeah, definitely one that wouldn't like you know put you down for a while. It's one you probably you know smoke one and then smoke another, <laughs> not long after. So it's 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 not gonna you're not gonna need to to rest after uh, having one of these. I I definitely don't feel like it's gonna make the lungs hurt. Um, you know, I mean this, and, and this may be, you know, I know a lot of folks that play golf and that stuff, you know, oftentimes prefer a, you know, a little bit of a, a lighter smoke. I mean, this might not be a bad, you know, golf course smoke. I mean. Yeah. If you're going to do some cardio, you don't want to smoke anything too heavy after, <laughs> before, which I always smoke before going to my Monday martial arts class, which, so I don't follow my own advice and I have paid for it occasionally for my, like, oh, my lungs hurt. I can't. <laughs> Can't make it through this uh, <laughs> cardio sesh, and you know it's uh, kind of the, we thought the title was kind of fitting because it, you know, well not the most fitting because but we've already smoked the Diablo. Uh, we're going to talk about a different war zone, a war zone 
on your computer, on the internet, in the theaters, even in novels, the the game that created a franchise that's long lasting and has not not even only a franchise, but it paved the way for FPS shooters. We're talking about. We're gonna talk a little bit about the history of Doom since there's a, a new game about to come out. A movie just got released a few months ago. That we so had gonna, no idea about. Yeah, until it popped up on Netflix. <laughs> uh, so we're going to talk about all things Doom. And if you're going to go fight cyber demons on the planet Mars and end up in Why a war zone... Why are they going to be cyber demons? Why can't they just be straight up hell spawn? Uh, or the, the imps, the pinkies, whatever you're going to fight. A couple zombie soldiers, whatever. Call in the Strike Force. Strikeforceenergy.com. Sponsored by UAC. <laughs> Use your promo code CIGARNERDS. And hey... The tiny tin pouches are very easy to transport when you're having to go through the the gate to you know to beam up to Mars. It's not gonna not gonna weigh you down any. Not gonna not gonna weigh you down, Scotty. You can stuff it right in your prison wallet and smuggle it on board. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so it's gonna be that kind of uh, deployment, huh? Like. Uh, yep. Yeah. Sometimes you gotta you gotta smuggle some contraband into the uh, secure facility. <laughs> And with that, we'll be right back. Mars. <laughs> yes. Ah, the good old UAC. It's, it's a good thing that, you know, like, we got Space Marines now. So, you know, I kind of wonder, like, what archaeological, you know, explorations we've done that said, hmm, we need Space Marines. Because everybody's <laughs> either played a video game or seen one of the movies or at least knows a little bit about Doom to know that. It's all bad shit when you start doing, you know, archaeological shit in space. Yeah, it was like, we were talking about that earlier, I'm like, we've lived long enough that, all, like, all this stuff, like, seems like it's coming true, because, like, yeah, we've, we've, we've talked about the Space Force is now a thing, it's like, in every freaking sci-fi movie from Alien to the Doom games, there's always some kind of marine in space fucking with inter interstructural or hell even like starship troopers we're like who knows something that we don't know <laughs> or or i was watching armageddon the other night at the cigar shop the uh i heard a thing that was supposed to be like some big ass like asteroid that's just barely gonna miss us like yeah this week. by like three million miles so it's like huh putting together the space force are they lying to us and telling us that thing's gonna miss us and there's like secretly a like a fucking Armageddon situation going on here where they're trying to prevent mass panic. <laughs> put like... put the uh, space force together to go blow up an asteroid. Is well, that what's uh, about to happen? Uh, where are all the rich people? Like, I haven't seen they... Bruce Willis in a few days. Are, what's are, going on? Are, are they still on TV and stuff? Like when when you start seeing the rich people disappearing from everyday like social media thing, like that's probably the time to be like, all right, there's some shit ready to pop off. All right, somebody check Elon Musk's Twitter account. Make sure that motherfucker's <laughs> still here. 
Because if he's like, you know, jumping in a SpaceX uh, rocket and being like, peace out, homies, thanks for all the fish, uh, we're, we're going to know some bad stuff's going down. Like, yeah, that, that, that I think that'll be the telltale sign that stuff's, you know, like, before you would wait to, like, you know, a presidential address or something, it'd be like, oh, hell, social media got quiet. Um, <laughs> like, when TMZ starts hurting for articles, you know some bad shit's gone down. Yeah, all the rich celebrities have, you know, there's no news this week. We haven't seen anybody. For some reason, the sky's getting real dark. <laughs> So yeah, Doom. <laughs> the original has, I think we determined five different video games, at least two movies, couple books, comic books, board games, tons of merchandising, spinoffs, whatnot. But the original came out in 1993, which you know was that was that ID. Back in the day, yeah, yeah. no, it was id. Yeah. Um, you know, so id software. Um, you know, and basically their engine. Um, you know, kind of started with Wolfenstein, and then you know Wolfenstein kind of paved the way to um to Doom. And yeah, in fact, um, you know the the Wolfenstein character and you know Doom guy are actually in the same universe. They are part <laughs> of the... I, I, I forgot, it starts with a B, like, uh, I, I can't remember the actual name, but, yeah, they are, like, tied together in a universe. So it's not like <laughs> Wolfenstein and Doom the, uh, are... The, the Because you know, they never gave him a name, you know, but the uh, the unnamed Marine in the original is, like, the great-great-grandson of, uh, okay? like... of the... Dude, uh, the Wolfenstein <laughs> guy. Because I remember, like... Wolfenstein was probably the first first person shooter that I remember playing and hell it may actually be the first like first person shooter game that wasn't like something like fucking like Atari gunfight or something like that but it was like the graphics on that it was very much like it almost looked like the old Windows uh, maze uh, screen uh, screensaver <laughs> where Doom was like the first one like where they'd come up with the the 3D graphics like you know I mean, it was, engine. I, was I like, mean, it was so, you know, revolutionary because technically it's not 3D, but the way that they developed the engine and the images and yeah, the like models the and everything, field, like just, they were yeah. able to, you know, um, basically, um, you know, code this thing and like the Doom levels, like the way that the engine worked, like the... You can only go up in levels. That's why there isn't, like, multi-tiered levels and that sort of thing. Like, that's why you had to go into an elevator to go up and stuff was how they developed the engine. So it was very revolutionary and groundbreaking at the time. And it, yeah, you know, Wolfenstein was just, like, you know, several variations of a square room. Yes. Like, Doom actually had, like, depth and... and exactly. It... it it was, you know, and if you go back and look at like original '93 Doom now, it's like, whoa, this is, this is bad. But in like, you know, the '90s, that was like Dude, revolutionary. I mean, that was the. I, I remember. There's the first getting our when first... you like shoot a gun and you would see like a shell extract and like the reload stuff, like animations and stuff with like that's kind of like all like so many things that you see as what you know to be standard for first-person shooters nowadays 
all came from like, you know, Doom is the grandfather of fucking Fortnite and Call of Duty and all these motherfuckers. Oh yeah, it, it absolutely <laughs> paved the way for the FPS genre. Um and I mean, I can remember being a kid and the very first computer like, you know, went to the computer store, you know, and the guy had, you know, a PC set up and what was on the PC was was Doom, you know, cuz everybody was talking about this groundbreaking game and like you know here i am this little kid you know and going over there to you know freaking play doom and my dad's over there yelling you know like you're gonna break the fucking computer get away from it and the guy that's you know um that owns a computer store is like leave him the fuck alone like there's nothing he can do to this thing like in fact he takes it as far as he picks up a cup of water and dumps it over the keyboard and he's like look (laughs) <laughs> like all of these things that you've heard about how fragile, you know, a computer is is not true. Like, you know, so like I remember like my and dad you know, buying a computer on the spot and the guy's like, Hey, you enjoy this game? I was like, Yeah, this game's freaking awesome and so he threw in, you know, the Doom <laughs> game for free. Like Yeah, 'cause when this came out, I mean you pretty much had to have a computer. It didn't get released to a home system until ninety five when the Super Nintendo it, you and the original PlayStation got a a version of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this was even, you know, pre-Windows days, you know, yeah. when everything was MS-DOS and command line based. and Yeah, this was like, you know, where a lot of us, you know, first got our... CDplay.exe <laughs> backslash doom, baby! <laughs> what was the, the, uh, uh, the fucking, the I am lame, the damn god code? <laughs> well, no, no, so you had IDDQD, which was basically your god mode invincibility, then you had IDKFA, which was all guns and ammo. And then you had ID Behold, which from there you could do lighting, you could do invisibility, you could turn, you know, clipping on and off. So if you wanted to be able to pass through walls and stuff, like, you know, that was back in the days when, like... Yeah, kids, well, now you have to pay for a uh, an upgrade to get special abilities. Yeah. Back in our days, you just had to well, type in a code. I mean, that was... <laughs> so here's the deal, right? So we called them cheat codes. But those are actually developer codes so they could go in and test and make sure that, hey, if I go to this wall, am I actually going to stop or am I going to glitch through it? Like it was the way that they had to debug and test, whereas now where everything's online based, it's just, ah, fuck it, we'll release it and we'll put in a day one patch. And, you know, from (laughs) there, everybody that's bought the game, like we'll just continue releasing updates. So that's why now, like... The, the push is to get games on the market and you don't have to go through all the beta testing and shit. Whereas back then, like, if you released a bad game, guess what? The only way to get a good release was to go out and rebuy it again. Like, you know, so, I mean, that could spell a PR disaster for, you know, most game developers. Whereas now it's like, oh, we're going to get backlash, but, you know, people continue to give them fucking money. <laughs> oh, yeah, and I... then charge microtransactions on top of it. Yeah, and it was one of those that nowadays games are almost disposable. Like, I, if I haven't had t- old ass man now, I don't have time to play games that much. But like, it's nowadays like I buy a game once I beat it, I might not play it for another year until I'm like, hey, I haven't played this in a while. Where Doom is one of those that like stayed relevant for like years and years, and this is like pre pre-internet where we, you know now you can go online and play call of duty Fortnite, whatever with your friends back in our day you actually had to like meet up somewhere and like literally hardwire your computers together you know the old land party if you know what though if you're old enough to know what those are to play one you know so it was like you know most of us were playing 
freaking single player <laughs> games. And it's like, like I said, if you look at like the releases, this doom was like when a new game system came out, it like the original doom was getting like re-released for, you know, it came out in 93, but I mean, that shit was still coming out in like, you know, the late nineties, early two thousands. It was still, you know, coming out for, for <laughs> the yeah, next, whatever next, to, you know, the Saturns and the Genesis and, uh, you know, all of the, the software platforms, um, you know, and yeah, I mean, it was, uh, definitely good. Bethesda verse. That may be, uh, cause they eventually released the, uh, <laughs> re-released it. You're, yeah. you're trying to come up no, with it the, was, name um, of the universe let's was. See. Let's see here. Um, let me, let me peruse this article real quick. Yeah. So anyone who's not familiar with doom, it's the story of a lone Marine who's, uh, him and his squad is sent to investigate a distress signal on the top secret UAC research facility on Mars, where they're digging up some kind of archeology, span possible alien type stuff. And something has gone wrong and they lose, uh, lose connection with the thing and as soon as he gets there everybody gets wiped out except for him because apparently scientists messing with some kind of interdimensional teleportation of vast opens up a portal to hell and now demons are invading mars turning it people into zombies and various other demons and you know you fight your way through hordes of the undead and demonic which that, that was kind of revolutionary too for i mean it was like for a young, like, you know, metalhead back in the day, like, you know, I mean, it's, the box had, like, you know, a dude with a machine gun shooting, like, what looked like freaking demons and zombies, and you're like, you know, there's pentagrams on the wall, and walls dripping blood and stuff, I mean, and you're like, and, and that's this is the most metal thing ever. And, and and not only that, but the fucking metal soundtrack. Like, yeah. I mean, this was probably, like... It, it, you know, you, you hear about, you know, all of these groups protesting Grand Theft Auto and everything, and it's like, you know, where were the groups protesting, like, how demonic and everything, like, uh, Doom really was? I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then, you know, it also paved the way for a lot of other great games, like Quake, and, um, like, just... And just, like, the, the doom you know one and you know doom 2 back when we had to like you said play it on ms dos and stuff this is pre video game controllers and we had to play this shit with like a keyboard and a mouse or sometimes and so like the whole like trying to like scroll and shoot it's like a you know it's you know, now that you try to play the more modern versions with a with a regular controller you're like how the fuck did we do this back in the day when it was just like, you know, you either had a mouse or you had the old up, well, down, no, left, like, right you, uh, keys you use on your up, keyboard. Down, left, right. You use control, alt, and spaceboard. Like, <laughs> I, uh, spacebar. I actually still prefer those controls over to, like, using the mouse to look around and then trying to use W, A, D, and S to, like, move and stuff because I'll be like, fuck, I need to move forward, and, you know, here I am, my finger in the wrong spot, so I'm not doing anything but fucking spinning circles, and it's like, like, me personally, as a PC gamer, like, I still, like, gravitate toward using a controller just because the convenience factor. Like, And how many times are you shooting stuff while you're, like, frantically running backward? 
<laughs> You're like, fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> uh, fell off a cliff. <laughs> uh, and the, uh, you know, everyone thinks, you know, the uh, was it Resident Evil made the shotgun popular. No, that was like, that was like your first, like, bad, you, know, you start off with, like, just the the rifle, but when you got that, like, shotgun and the double barrel shotgun in Doom, you thought you were, like, Fuck badass. Fuck that! Give me the chainsaw! <laughs> yeah, whenever you ran out of ammo, just grab the chainsaw and just start tearing shit up and having to find fucking gas cans when you ran out of gas. Well, that was on Doom 3. I don't I don't remember. Did the did the original have fuel for the chainsaw or anything? I, don't I, don't, I remember one of them having to find fucking gas. I, it might I have know, been, like, the... Uh, when, uh, so the 2016 Doom 3 on Xbox. Cause I'm playing the 2016 Doom now, and that one you absolutely have to run around and find fuel. Like basically, you have to use the chainsaw if you want to refill with ammo, and then you use the melee brutal attack if you want to refill, you know, health and shield. Whereas like the original was like, fuck it, I'm taking the game out with my knife. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I remember when you'd get the. Uh... Was it the the rage? You'd you'd take some kind of like steroid or something. You'd get like the the rage uh, where the screen would turn red and you just run. You'd it was like one kills. You'd run in and punch stuff and it would explode like berserk or something. <laughs> yeah, the berserker yes. rage. <laughs> um, like, I mean that's that's definitely on point. Like, I think the and the yeah, you know, like the first two very kind of you know straightforward first person shooters. I remember uh, the first one that came out on like a modern system. I guess it was a uh, Doom Three on the original Xbox. That was like the only reason I bought like an original Xbox is when Doom Three came out. But then again, like Doom Three, two thousand four. Like I have a love hate for that game. Like, two thousand the two thousand three release was because it it took. You know, Doom was all about just hordes of enemies and run and gun and nonstop action. Whereas Doom 3 basically made it, oh, we're going to try to do survival horror. Yes, you it, know? it very and, much changed the, uh, the, the, the style of it, where it became more survival horror. But that's, like, probably one of the only times I can remember literally being scared playing a video game. Because, like, then later on they had, like, an upgrade where you could... Because that there's a lot of areas in Doom Three where the lights would go out and you had a flashlight, but you couldn't use your flashlight and your gun at the same time. Yeah, see, that was my my problem is we have Space Marines yet we don't have a fucking light mount on you know <laughs> goddamn weapon. Like yeah, some of the, the um, eventually there was like somebody found a code where you could you could uh, use both or uh, you could. Uh, like maybe one of the like updated re- releases of it, you could use both. But yeah, the whole mechanics of that having to explore your flashlight and the zombies were all like super quiet, so they could sneak up on you without you hearing them. And then you just kind of turn a corner and there's like a zombie right in your face, and you're like, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck, trying to switch from like flashlight to gun to ki- to shoot it before he kills you. And they had like little things in there that would fuck with you. Like there was one level that was like there was almost no light and the walls were just covered in blood. And I don't think there was even any enemies on that level. But just a suspense that... Oh, and then, so- like, a ghost would pop up. Like, so you're, like, creeping through, and all of a sudden, something would appear, and by the time you switched your gun, it was gone. You're like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> it was like, I don't even think there was, like... And it was like, was, you'd hear, like, creepy sounds. There's all kind of shit going on the wall. A buddy of mine was playing that on, like, you know, like an OG, like, 
big screen TV in the middle of the night. And he said, he's like, he's got, he's got headphones on. So the, uh, you know, so it doesn't wake the kids up and it's like middle of the night and he's like lights out just sitting there playing. And his kid woke up to like ask for a glass of water. And he said he got like, he was so into the game. The kid got like right up next to him and then he just sees his face in like the corner of his eye and like pissed himself. He like he said he threw a fucking controller across the room. He's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Thought a damn zombie had got a hold of him. Almost kicked his kid in the face. <laughs> Ah, that immersion, man. Gotta yeah, I mean, that was the thing. Like Doom, uh, while it, while it was a, a different than the OG stuff, I mean, it was probably like the one, the only t- like, one time that like the a game like legit like creep you out, like trying to play it in the dark and stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I, I you know, a little bit different. But I bought the Resident Evil Two remake that came out. You know, I think last year or the year before or whatever. Um. And, you know, it's like Resident Evil 2, I played it for so much, you know, it's like, okay, I know when, you know, the dogs are going to break through the window, but they change some subtleties <laughs> like that, so it's like, change okay, the, trigger points. The, the, the liquor's supposed to be here, and you, you know, you're, you're cruising through and you're like, oh shit, there's no liquor. Oh fuck, where is this bastard? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Start getting paranoid and yeah, shit. Yeah, like, it's like... You know, they just changed enough like that so people that remembered the game was like, oh, that didn't happen when it was supposed to happen. Now I'm on edge again. Like, <laughs> Where the fuck is it? Yeah. Uh, and like this, the pop culture effect of Doom where the, uh, to this day, like, the, the I don't remember if they ever ca- actually called it that. But in the original game, like you, the ultimate weapon was the BFG nine thousand, which we all gamers, if, if I don't know if it was ever officially called that, but we're all like, it's the big fucking gun. Yep. And like, in, you watch a movie, somebody pulls out some like ridiculously large, like, oh, he's got the BFG. Yes. <laughs> it's like every game I play where I can get some kind of ridiculously big weapon. It's like, dude, I got the BFG. <laughs> it's like, I mean, that's one, of the, and that's one of those that is has you know kind of and done the endured the test of time you know little kids today like hey bfg like you know where that comes from man we remember pepperidge farm remembers (laughs) (laughs) you got game cred (laughs) oh you them old heads talking about the bfg (laughs) and it's not the big friendly giant that movie came out a few years ago i'm like no that's not a movie going out calling bfg i'm like are they making a doom sequel Nah, something about some fucking giant. This is bullshit. <laughs> yeah, dude, BFG nine thousand. That was that was always the pivotal game changer too. Cause I mean, <laughs> it could be like a room full of enemies, and it's like, ha, ah, you bitches about to get one shotted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that thing would just like kill everything that you could see. <laughs> like that was a, uh, you know, that that was my gripe when you know in the two thousand and five movie when the Rock finds the BFG, and you know. <laughs> It's like, you know, he's going through it, and I'm like, man, they fucking took the BFG and turned it into the plasma rifle. It's yeah, like, it kind of, like, design-wise looked a little like the BFG, but yeah, it, it it was basically the plasma rifle. It would shoot this big ball of plasma that would, like, burn everything up, and I'm like, it's not the BFG, man. The BFG would have wiped out, like, rooms. <laughs> yeah. Hell, even, the like, the the other movie, uh, Doom Annihilation, uh, was pretty much the same way as, like, Hell, that one even looked like the plasma rifle. <laughs> like, have you motherfuckers never even played Doom? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's why we released it straight to video, man. Come on. <laughs> oh. 
But yeah, like, uh, and that, the, the latest edition of Doom, which, of uh, the... The 2016, kind of... Just titled Doom. Kind and, of a, a, a reboot, if you will, of, of, uh, I mean, Doom. dude, I, I, I fell in love with the game. I mean, that's why, like, I bought it on console originally when you were living with me. Because I was like, fuck, dude, it's Doom. We gotta be able to play... And I fucking the, never did be that thing. The last yeah. fucking spider demon thing like kicked my ass constantly. But um, you know, I Steam had a sell and I was able to get it for like four bucks. And I was like, you know, going back and playing it on PC with you know unlocked FPS, you know, frames per second and stuff. And I'm like, oh shit, dude! Like everything is just so much faster. <laughs> <laughs> is the game faster? Or are we just getting old and our reflexes well, no, are slower? No, I mean because. <laughs> You know, consoles basically lock your frames per second at, like, 30 frames most of the time to cut down on, you know, system load, just because... So you don't melt your shit. Yeah, exactly, you know? Um, Understand why they do it, and I don't hate on it, because there's a convenience that comes with consoles. Um, But then at the same time, like, you get on a, you know, computer where you have the ability to do mods and more settings and, you know can have, you know, higher um, hardware components, um, then, you know, like, it's just crazy how much things uh, can change. And it's like, damn, this game is so fast-paced now. Like, (laughs) Yeah, because that one was like, man, it was like, it was so, so hard in the, in the, the days of, uh, you know, health not being as much of a thing where it's like, almost like, you know, you heal, but if you take too much damage at once, you're fucked. And just like the overwhelming amount of enemies, it was like almost like the the original game, where you're like the most time. Like I said, I I was back to that old of like I'm shooting stuff while backing up because there's a ton of stuff coming at me, and I hope I don't fall off the edge of a platform because <laughs> I can't turn around and run because there's like everything's trying to kill me at once. <laughs> I mean, it was like legit stress you out. Yeah, that game. and and I don't know, I you know. Them incorporating more story into things, too, and creating more lore for the Doom universe. Like, I kind of like that aspect, too, you know? Because the, you know, the original games was just, nope, we're dropping you into the chaos, and you'll kind of figure it out as you go. <laughs> like, you know, but now here we are, like, you know, I was watching the trailer for Doom Eternal and stuff, and it's like, holy shit, like, you know... Like, uh, the cinematics and stuff, you might as well think of a, a Destiny, a Halo, like, you know, we're, we're going with the story and everything. So, it's kind of interesting from that aspect. <laughs> and we mentioned movies earlier. This, you know, the the game is, long, like I said, new game coming out here in the next month or so. It generated two Hollywood films, or, well, one Hollywood and one, like, you know, straight to video uh <laughs> film. And you know, this is in the in the day where movies based on video games kind of sucked and and this one was uh while fun to watch was definitely not financially uh <laughs> sound. Uh you mean two- the rock was in a a not like, you know, like it, it dude Take it back 15 years. This was Dwayne the... Johnson before he was Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Yes. Yeah. Like... Made made for 60 to 70 million, only made 58 million box office. Directed by Andres Bar... 
Tawaki, or however you pronounce that, starring Carl Urban, Rosamund Pike, and Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> but yeah, this one kind of bombed in theaters, but I, like, I, I enjoyed it because it just was, it was enough like the game that at the time it was just like, oh sweet, there's a Doom game. <laughs> well, I mean, it was one of those where it was like, hey, Doom has a special place in my heart. So I, I got to give it a try, and yeah, when the uh, when the kind of flaming like morphing symbol came up on the screen, and it spelled out Doom, and it looked like the logo from the original game like cover, you're like, oh shit, they they made a Doom game. But then you get into it, and they erased anything that had to do with the demonic elements of Doom, and it was just kind of a mad science gone awry storyline. <laughs> and, and see, that's the thing. Like, I don't know. I mean, like, that was one of the things that I kind of griped about, you know, because it was, that's always kind of been the, the, the big thing was, you know, no, you have opened a gate to hell. Like, where are my glowing pentagrams? Where is, you know, like, they, you know, did hint around, like, you know, the, the secret, you know, or, you know, extinct languages and, and stuff like that that you assume is, you know, some kind of ancient civilization, you know. But, no, that should have been some shit directly out of, you know, Necronomicon. Like, yeah. Yeah, they're, I, I, the, their whole thing is that the, the research facility is just an archaeological dig, but they also do weapons testing there because... Yeah, Mars is a dead planet. You don't want to test fucked up shit in your own backyard. So we have we have weapons to test. But oh yeah, this is just a a archaeological thing. But apparently they find bodies that had twenty four chromosomes instead of twenty three that most human normal humans have. And they're like this fourth chromosome would have given them basically nice. super strength, super healing. And these dumbass scientists decide to to uh, clone that chromosome and inject it into a a quote-unquote volunteer with some dude who was like prisoner sentenced to death and they're like we're going to use him as a, a guinea pig and it turns out that the chromosome uh if you're a good person will make you stronger but if you have certain genetic mon monikers for psychotic behavior it will mutate and turn you into various demon type forms <laughs> so they take the whole like demon element out of it and it's like no this is just a story of mad science gone awry i mean basically they they umbrella eyes uh, yeah they, they kind of mixed a uh got a, a resident evil you got a little t-virus yeah uh, well, well hey you got a d chromosome okay <laughs> no x's and y's you got a d there's <laughs> a touch of the d <laughs> <laughs> has the ability to make you a good person or, you know, can turn people psychotic. <laughs> One thing I did like about this movie is like when they, they first start gearing up, it's like as they unlock their weapons from the ship, the, you know, like I said, a, you get a something attacking these scientists, they call for help and quarantine the base, and the Marine Rapid Response Unit has to go and, uh, and investigate it. Led by The Rock. Before that was weird too. Seeing, I'm so used to seeing uh, The Rock is like this giant of a man. Where this was like pre like hardcore actor workout Rock, where he was big, but he wasn't like fucking huge. He was like, oh, he's normal big. He's not The Rock big. <laughs> it was like it's weird seeing a 
seeing a, a rock that you could probably, uh, he'd probably still kick your ass, but you might have a shot. <laughs> He's Maybe. not going to pick you up and break you. <laughs> like his, you know, fucking biceps the size of my torso. Like. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, fuck it. Yeah. The, um, the main, who turns out to be the main guy, Carl Urban, AKA John Grimm, uh, codenamed Reaper. Which that's the, when I first saw this movie because that was the code name I always use playing games or paintball or something. I always hell it's on my paintball jacket that I still have like hanging up in my office. Reaper was always my code name, so when it's like code name Reaper. I'm like, oh fuck, they're playing my character. <laughs> <laughs> they turned my character into a movie. <laughs> I don't know. My my biggest thing was like out of all the creatures of Doom. Nothing stands out more than the pinkies. <laughs> and I wanted nothing more than to see pinkies. So the fact that they fucking met, you know, when they get to Mars, and it's like, hi, my name's Pinky. And I'm like, the fuck? Yeah, like, I want mutated pink running around, bum exposed, uh, you know, <laughs> fucking devour your ass in one bite. Uh, but no. Well, well no. eventually, you know, he did mutate into a pinky. But he just, the guy was in a wheelchair, so he still had no legs. So he didn't get the, like, the pink ass running around. <laughs> he just got the front half of a pinky attached to a robotic wheelchair, which was weird. <laughs> but yeah, the upside of this of this movie, while it, they took away all the demon stuff, the monsters did look pretty close, to, or what monsters we got. We didn't get any cyber demons or spider demons, but we did at least to get... Your traditional zombies, your imp-like, which was the next uh, evolution of the mutation. And we got one pinky running around. <laughs> and it, so it kind of looked like the the game in, in, that, in that way, anyway. It never looked like the game until the end. It almost like looked the, the, more the like... The last three minutes of the film yeah. is really what made that movie, like... Yeah, that was the sequence where I was like, oh shit, this is Doom, because... I mean, you know, it went straight first person, like, you know, and, and at that point went balls to the wall. And it's like, this is what I needed for, like, the last hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because it was, uh, they come to the discovery that the monsters are, they're killing everybody, but they're only biting and, like, you know, injecting the the virus into certain people. And so they start realizing that, you know, it didn't turn everyone into monsters. It just turned people with like a certain genetic monster, genetic uh, predisposition to uh, violence. Into hey, monsters. you have a tendency to be a shitty person. You're getting turned into a shitty monster. <laughs> so at one point, yeah, like I said the the Rock just kind of loses his shit, and Carl Urban and his sister, who apparently is one of the head scientists there, she makes this discovery, and he gets mortally wounded, and she's like you're a good person. This won't turn you into monster. He's like, nah, nah, I've done bad shit. She's like, no, I know you, this will heal you and give you strength. Uh, and you know, she injects him with the, the chromosome as a, as a last dish effort. And he kind of passes out for a minute until it heals him. But when he wakes up, it goes all for first person shooter for the next like 10 minutes. Or so, and he even looks in the mirror and his face is kind of bloody and scratched up where it looks like, you know, back in the day, instead of a health meter, you had a picture of yourself on the bottom of the screen. The more injured you got, the more fucked up you was. And it almost had, like, the same injuries that the character got when you were close to death. <laughs> it's like, it, it kind of looked like the Doom guy from the original yes. game. And we got this cool, like, just 
heavy metal sequence of him running around blasting shit and like first person shooter. And it's like, Oh damn, it's, it's, it's turned into doom for this 10 minutes of movie. Yeah. Like <laughs> I wanted that kind of all along. Yeah. That, that was kind of like the saving grace of the movie movie was that, that fucking first person <laughs> shooter sequence. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you know, going back and rewatching it, like mindless action film, like I don't know. I I'd give it like a two and a half stars. Like you know, I mean, I but, mean the the rock does find the BFG. <laughs> they go to the armory and. Uh, he find, he sees a thing that says advanced weapons, but he can't like like typical dooms. You you got to find the keys or something. You can't just walk in anywhere. So he uh, it's got like a DNA tester, and it's like you know he has the key card, but he doesn't have the DNA. And later they find a, a hand of one of the scientists. So when shit starts getting wild, he's like going back to the armory. We need something a little more kick. And he takes the severed hand to unlock the weapons case, and there's like the BFG just like you know floating in air, and he's like. Big fucking gun. <laughs> Which, like you said, works like the damn plasma rifle. But yes. at least it looked cool. <laughs> it did look cool. I don't know. I mean... There's no shotguns, though. I was kind of disappointed. Nobody pulled out, like, an OG, like, you know, double barrel. Yeah, but we'll, we'll get into that in the, the next, you know, <laughs> the next film. Um, but yeah, it was, like I said, it was fun. It wasn't, like, the greatest in... Yeah, you know, the downside of them kind of fucking up the story, but still, like that that one little sequence there was was probably the the coolest thing. And like I said, when Homeboy turned actually turned into a pinky, I mean the guy named Pinky turned into. And like that joke do it is like when they first get to like they have to go through the gate to teleport from Earth to to Mars, and it kind of turns you into this goo and like blasts you through space, and you pop up in the other dimension and. They got like the rookie with him that named the kid, and he's like, and one guy's like, yeah, yeah, used to be worse, and like the head like tech guy shows up, and he's like in this weird like, not just in a wheelchair, it's like his lower half is like a robotic wheelchair. It's like, like wheels. my torso ended up here, my ass ended up, you know, like in Nevada or somewhere. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, the stuff didn't used to always be as uh, as pleasant. He's like, what does he mean? He means he ended up here, and his ass ended up in a different galaxy or something like that. <laughs> And then you had that weird, like, pervert guy that, <laughs> like, the, the the team of of was was so like weird. And then, the home- yeah, but I guess if you're gonna do like space missions, like you gotta have a couple of screws loose. Like, you know, I mean, no perfectly sane normal person is going to you know subject themselves to that. Like, you gotta have a little bit of crazy. <laughs> I did like, uh, Destroyer, the one guy who had the. Uh, the badass chain gun from the game. He reminded me of a lot of the guy from Predator that had the big mini gun. <laughs> it's like, I think I've seen that guy in a movie before. I was like, did y'all just rip off Predator? It was almost, you had the one kind of Asian guy. You had the guy with the chain gun. You had the one like weird, crazy dude. It was like, you know, Rock was kind of the Arnold character. <laughs> like, I don't know. See, that was the other thing too, is like, and all of the films, like, like the, the the thing about Doom was just 
there were no inventory spots or, you know, limited amount of weapons you could carry. Like, if there was a fucking weapon, grab it. Like, you could have all the weapons. <laughs> yeah. Like, and, like, at, at no point, like, you know, does any of the movies, like, no, I'm just going to go through, you know, this arsenal of weapons. Like, you know, it's always, no, you got a rifle, you got this, like, you know. It's like, no, I, I, I want the unlimited arsenal. <laughs> like I want one dude with like sixteen guns strapped to him. Yeah, that was the thing. Like now, modern games you have like a limited. You can ha- have have maybe like two rifles two, and a yeah. pistol. You have like two rifles and sidearms. So you got to like choose what choose what you need for your mission. Or you know you you're. But back in the day, you could just you know, it was magic. You you had like a unlimited bag of holding of of pew. And you used to carry all the guns. <laughs> It'd be like. I don't know. You know, I got a carabiner with my chainsaw strapped to it. I got my rocket launcher draped over my back. I got my, you know, shotgun maybe, you know, suspended from my other side. You know, maybe, you know, I, I don't know. You know, six o'clock, a couple of handguns. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think. Where else could you fit a, a, a couple of weapons, you know? Maybe my rifle draped around my chest. Um <laughs> I'm trying to figure out, like, how I could do a loadout, like, with... I mean, I could probably get eight guns on my persons. Like, you know... <laughs> Hide one in your prison wallet. You know, um... That's where you keep the plasma grenade. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I had mixed for dinner. I think I released a plasma grenade earlier when I first got here. And the, uh... That, too, was like... I think it was like... This was... Probably one of the first movies that The Rock was in you know, before he was just kind of a wrestler. And when this came out, you're like, and there was a bunch of other movies I think came out shortly after this with him in it, where it's like, oh, he's going to be the next Arnold Schwarzenegger is what everybody was like, kind of calling him at the time. And that's kind of come to pass where he's yes. now like in every fucking movie. <laughs> It's like, oh, you're going on a jungle excursion? Yeah, I'll meet you in Jumanji. Oh, uh, you want to race cars and go after, you know, some crime bosses? Great, I'll meet you over here in the Fast and the Furious. <laughs> you want to do it like a weird diehard, uh, uh, or, uh, fucking, uh, was it, uh, shit. The, ah, fuck it, never mind. I was, I was trying to think of, uh, Under Siege, but on a, in a hotel, or in a high-rise building. I got you <laughs> Dude is in every freaking movie. <laughs> And then, since you know, no one learned from making this movie and it uh, bombing, it, it, as time goes on and everything gets rebooted, so too did Doom, <laughs> which came out in 2019, and we had no clue this thing. <laughs> Maybe we talked about it on a Nerd News at some point, but I hadn't. <clears throat> did not remember this movie ever coming out and it was like a direct video thing it just happened to pop up on my Netflix like new releases yeah, dude, I don't I don't day. go to stores and like look at DVD or Blu-rays and stuff anymore like if stuff doesn't come across like a streaming service or like you know I catch a glimpse of it through my my rounds of nerd news like until it makes it to a Netflix or something like I don't see this shit often. Yeah, apparently like, it came out in October of last year, but it just kind of popped up on my uh, Netflix new release uh, list. And, uh, yeah, I had no idea this thing. Directed by Tony Giglio, which was a straight-to-video, and starred no one you have ever heard of. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know. You're better with celebrity names and stuff. I, I didn't recognize anyone on this film. No, this was definitely, like, could have been a... Uh, if it didn't go straight to video, this definitely could have been a, like, sci-fi original. <laughs> well, you know what? It's... So here's some things that I liked. I love the fact that when they do their, like, gear-up montage, like, they start quoting the different difficulties of the game of Doom, where the one guy is, like, ultra-violence. The other guy is, like, I'm just a kid, you know? And the other one's, like, hurt me plenty. <laughs> like, you know? So those callbacks to the Doom difficulty levels... I enjoyed the shit out of. Like, I was like, oh shit, like, they might have actually went more Doom than what 2005 Doom yeah, they did. they definitely, like, uh, you know, went a little bit harder into making it, uh, making it look like, uh, Doom. Especially, it looked more like the, the 2016 Doom, and this, almost. this film, actually, watching it, like, it watched more like a video game than a movie. Yes. Like, um, you know, and that was that was the other thing that I was like, all right, there, there's something here. Like, um, not the greatest acting, not the greatest, you know, uh, effects and stuff, but, like, as a fan of the game, I'm like, I feel like I'm watching a live-action game. Yeah, I mean, like the, the... And I'm not on Twitch. The set decoration and everything, too. It was like... You know, as they're walking through the base, there's like med packs on the wall, and it looked like the med packs from like the the 2016 game. I mean, and even the like the monster design, there's like, and this one they they never specifically say it's demons, but it's like they're experimenting with some kind of ancient teleporter gates that they have found, pretty much like in the game, and they open up a portal to some other dimension of whoever created these gates, and it released all these demon-like creatures <laughs> you know they never specifically sell say hell but at one point when she goes through the gate trying to get back to earth she doesn't go directly to earth she goes to this other dimension and it looks like hell did from the <laughs> the game i was like when she gets to that hell area it's like this straight up looks like fucking doom but it was an interesting twist though that you know since we don't get any story from you know, the original Doom all that much. You know, you didn't have all the codex to find and that sort of thing. Um, you know, where they were like, hey, we made the mistake of allowing humans to live once and you guys are basically a virus and a parasite. Like, we're not going to make that mistake again. Like, I was like, damn, he just went straight Thanos on your ass. Like, <laughs> But yeah, the... The the imps too in this too looked so much like <laughs> the oh, game. Oh yeah, and they even charged up, you know, the little balls of fire, and you know, <laughs> and the the oh, when the uh, the ship that they get there, like all these guys are like they're they've. Uh, I like the the crazy drunken pilot that flew them there. Like all the all the <laughs> marines like, are. Do in... you really want your pilot just sitting there, you know, constantly sipping on a flask? Like, <laughs> yeah, your commanding officer standing there behind you, just like you know, willy nilly. Like, oh, you, you got this. Just just keep drinking your flask, there, buddy. Like, uh... <laughs> yeah, because like they're all like in some kind of like sleep stasis pods, like uh, old school sci fi, 
and uh, the pilot's I mean, the only I, one I that's like... I mean, I very much got an alien feel. Yeah. Like... And that, you know, cowboy hat and, you know, and Flash very much reminded me of a character from Aliens, but he, he apparently is the only one awake, and he's like, is this your captain speaking? While you were sleeping, I went through your stuff and touched all your underwear. <laughs> Welcome to Mars. <laughs> but then the computer gets, like, you know, hacked by the, the monsters, demons, and starts, like, talking shit and stuff, and it's like, you know... It kind of reminded me of some of that stuff from the game when you're, because in the in the game you had like the doctor that was over the Mars base who got kind of corrupted and is trying and is working for the demons to try to open up everything and it pretty much got the same thing in this movie where where you know he's trying to uh, stop you at every every turn. It's like you know it, like this one definitely stuck more to the if not the classic storyline, some of the more modern storylines of of Doom. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that was kind of the the cool aspect. Like, you know, to see things modernized, you know, with all the AI and stuff, like, you know, you definitely definitely got the feeling of, like, the 2016 version of Doom. You know, the old school Doom, you didn't have, you know, the, the lore and the story. You were just there to fuck shit up and, you know, <laughs> take names. And, like, the... The modern trope of let's gender swap everything, and this one, the lone surviving marine is a a lady sar, but captain she, sergeant lieutenant whatever. She was like the second so, in command of the unit, but she it, reminded me very much though of a Ripley. Yeah, like it, like I said, I it, mean, it wasn't that big of a like I said, like they, I, the they made her that, a lady, but it, she was like a total badass. Yeah, it was like you know this yeah like a, a Ripley character or something like that. Where like, like I you know she comes out of the stasis pod like. Underwear and stuff. I'm like, I remember that from Aliens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she definitely could have been in like a Ripley character. She was a total badass. And like, even when they, when they're, you know, when she's, it's down to her and like this doctor that w was on the team and she finds the, uh, the armory and like, and she's like, oh yeah, every Marine's dream, the BFG 9000. <laughs> and he's like, what is that? He's like, it stands for, and she gives whatever the technical name for it is. She's like, but all Marine, all Marines call it the big fucking gun. I'm like, hells yes. <laughs> it's like biochemically fueled, you know, some shit like, <laughs> yeah. Gave it some nice technical uh, name, but it's like, that's not we, what, what we call it. <laughs> oh, every Marine knows it is the big fucking gun. <laughs> and the plasma grains too look like the damn plasma grenades. Yes. I mean, like, there were certain things that this film did that, you know, it's like, hey, you realized what was not good about the 2005 movie, so you kind of fixed it. Like, yeah. And she had a cool name, too, whereas, uh, you know, you had John Grimm, a.k.a. Reaper. She was Lieutenant Joanne, Joan Dark. <laughs> you got to have a badass name if you're going to be the uh, the star of an action uh, action film, uh, and like her commanding officer, Captain Hector Savage. <laughs> uh, which like the the that too, and like we mentioned earlier, the the the, the 2005, uh, no one had a cool shotgun. They kind of had the the uh, Starship Trooper guns, where it was like a rifle with a built-in shotgun. Where, as like all the Marines start gearing up with their their badass future weapons, like 
the old captain pulls out a damn shotgun <laughs> and they're like, what's up with that old school shit? And he's like, you carry what you want. I'll carry what I want. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I thought that was, that was kind of fitting, you know, cause I don't know. There's something about the old, uh, double barrel that, I mean, that was one of the big game changers in the original doom. I even says like, mine's never going to jam. <laughs> uh, yeah, doesn't do him a whole lot. He still gets killed, but <laughs> hey, you know. I mean, but it, it was it was cool to see the shotgun for a little while. <laughs> and yeah, always yeah, plot a chainsaw at some point. I mean, that's always fun too. <laughs> that was that was the funny thing too in the in the first one when they when they get the chainsaw in the first movie, <laughs> and you're like, all right, yeah, this is definitely Doom. He's killing people with chainsaws. Yeah, so, I, uh, um, I, I, I guess, so this film absolutely ends on a cliffhanger, right? You know, we talked about her going to hell. She, you know, dumps the plasma grenade and makes her way back through the portal. And, you know, she goes through the portal, is rescued. And then, like, people assume, like, oh, the doctor's supposed to be with you. Where's the doctor? And it's like, oh, something's coming through the portal. It must be the doctor. And, like, all you hear is a growl, and then the movie ends. Yeah, because, like, when they first kind of tested the uh, the gate transportation, like, the first person that came through came through, like, all fucked up. Because basically he, you know, as they find out, it, it's not a direct thing. It sends you through the hell dimension. That guy came through all half zombified. So when she comes through and it's like starts screaming about demons and and the the monsters and stuff, they just like assume she's crazy and like freaking sedates her. And she's like, "No, you got to blow up the gate." And like, "Oh, here comes the here you know here comes the doctor coming through now. Let's open it up." And then it's like you start hearing like the growl. So if they do do a sequel, are we going to get Doom Two Hell on Earth? Where uh, you know, like in the game where the monsters made it through and now you're having to defend Earth from <laughs> from a demon invasion. I mean, I think that would be pretty cool, you know, because all of the the previous movies have, you know, taken part in, you know, aerospace. Whereas, you know, yeah, there was always that threat to humanity if they make it through the quarantine and through the gate. But, like, I would like to see a movie after they've made it through. Like, you know, I mean, I. Yeah, maybe this you one could will do actually a very, you know, good <laughs> apocalyptic, you know, doom hell on earth. Um, I, I I don't know. I think that would be pretty badass. I mean, it, you know, this being a direct video, so we don't have any kind of like box office numbers to know if it's a uh, sequel. Uh, um, you I was know, and, and trying and the, to look to see if there were any like. You know, they, uh, you know, in 2018, you know, they said they said there might be some plans for a potential sequel, but, you know, since it's come out, we've, there's not really news of if anything else has gotten kind of greenlit, this being a, but, you know, this being a, you know, straight to video, it was probably not hugely expensive to make. I mean, it, you know, the, the effects look cool enough for, like I said, it could have been a sci-fi original, you know, went straight to video, ended up on Netflix, you know. And Netflix is known to put money into uh, <laughs> into like independent projects and shit like that. So, you know, I'd like to see a see, see what you know happens if you know the you know, uh, you know Lieutenant Dark's got to you know 
save the earth from a a demon invasion you know 2005 one bombed so hard that definitely did not get a sequel but there's definitely enough sequel games out to and with the new doom eternal fixing to come out that's definitely gonna make doom popular in the you know current culture again so you know it's a little early for a sequel since this just came out you know four months ago so but you know it, there's definitely enough there like so they ended it with a good cliffhanger so there's definitely a good jumping off point if they want to do something more yeah most definitely i and i don't like i said i i would be curious you know i mean like you're looking at the Rotten Tomatoes scores and stuff, and it's like, based on five reviews. <laughs> but they weren't terrible. They got like a no. 70. Like, like I said, I, I sat here and watched one, and it was, it was, it was fun. Yeah, like I said, I don't know if I would have, if it had been in theaters, if it would have uh, done well. But, it, yeah, it, it's definitely got a life on Netflix. And, you know, if they can do something else and keep it inexpensive... I say, you know, keep it going. I mean, it's uh, it was you know good enough. I would sit down and watch another one if another one popped up on. Hey, there's a Netflix new release. I didn't know <laughs> yeah. came out. <laughs> Thanks, Netflix. <laughs> you know my love for the demonic possessed. Uh, yeah, and that, that was cool. This where it, you know didn't flat out call them you know, or you know allude to the well, the gates themselves were kind of like these black obelisk, almost altar looking things where where they never straight out said this is like demon demons from hell. It had enough like design elements where you could kind of infer that, you know, origin without, you know, them flat out telling you this is some kind of like hell dimension. I mean, it looked enough like stuff from the game that you're like, is hell a different dimension? (laughs) Yeah. So like it, I, I like they didn't just make it mad science gone awry that they actually kind of tried to at least honor the, you know, original source. Yeah. I mean the, the, the first one kind of just, you know, eh, it's a zombie film. <laughs> yeah. Especially that, you know, that the fucking first person shooter sequence, it like <laughs> straight up, uh, some fucking almost house of the dead. <laughs> It was like watching Doom. Yep. I like when he shoots the one zombies like that has the axe, shoots his hand off, and the axe just falls and hits itself in the head. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's just all these like weird uh, like comedic moments. And you know, Jurassic Park. If it doesn't teach you anything, it's when bad shit's going down. Don't break away and go to the shitter. <laughs> yeah. Like how many movies? I'm, I, it's happened several times in Friday the 13th. If you're going to go take a shit, you're definitely going to die. Like, you know, just at that point, sacrifice the undies, the, the <laughs> you know, like, just the social stigma. Just, just poop on yourself and stay alive. And don't do drugs, okay? Because drugs are bad. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Drugs is bad, okay? Because... <laughs> Because, you know, I mean, like, or, you know what? I take that back. So he made the mistake of laying his gun on the ground, right? He always got to go to the handicap stall, because that way you can just rail that shit. Yeah, that's, that's the, yeah, as I said, you know, as a, as a guy who carries, 
always try to get the handicap stall where I got somewhere to put my <laughs> put my gun. I mean, there's a reason it's called the handicap. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> oh fuck! I gotta remember that one. Oh, <laughs> uh, so from the demon war zones to the Espinosa general war zone. What do you think of the cigar so far? Uh, the cigar is not bad. Um, you know, it's... I don't know. It, it's, it's light, nice, but it's just, got some flavor to it. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, um, the flavor's been consistent. It's been good. Um, you know, I mean, as... Like the movie. It was. It's not great, but it's good. Yeah. It's worth watching. It's worth smoking. Exactly. <laughs> Probably not worth smoking though while you're fighting demons. Like, no. In that case, just like yeah, smoke something, smoke a Diablo if you're gonna be shooting some demons. Exactly. <laughs> Lives up to the name. <laughs> nah, guys, don't hurt me. I'm one of you. See, I got a Diablo cigar. I'm down. <laughs> Hail Space Satan. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Back to that first movie, though. Some of The Rock's fucking lines in that movie were just so stupid. Yeah, he just, like, shows up, Semper Pi, Semper Fi, motherfuckers! <laughs> I mean, th- that was almost something you would anticipate, like... He was like, trying so a... hard to be Arnold Schwarzenegger in that first movie. He's like, well, I, got, I gotta find a catchphrase. Give me a one-liner. <laughs> it... Reminded me, you remember the old Duke, Duke Nukem games? Yeah, you know how he was always, you know, calling out shit. Like <laughs> it, it reminded me that they were trying to make him more like a Duke Nukem um, type character. <laughs> That's a game franchise you don't hear anything about anymore. That that the the one line where they they chase the the monster into the sewer, and it, like the the one pervert guy opens up and he's like. I've heard of being in the shit, but not like this. <laughs> He's like, shut up and get in the hole. <laughs> get down the fucking ladder, Marine. Like... Uh, the things I do for my country. <laughs> uh, well, with that, we're going to close the Necronomicon for now and try to teleport back to Earth and Continue on with some science. I told them one day I'd become the most powerful being across the dimensions. They told me to go to hell. So you know what? I did. And it might sound ludicrous, but that's the truth, and I'll prove it, bitch. Welcome to hell, I'm moving in. Someone tell the devil I'm gonna rule with him. Have you ever heard of a crucifix? Nothing but a couple of useless sticks. I don't need your hokey, holy Bible, bogus homie, because I'm through with it. Do you think that this shit will fit? Thank God, let me start shooting shit. Lots of power in the Arkham Tower, and everybody here is abusing it. When I go to work, I might go berserk, and all the pants will kind of move them in. Get you with a chainsaw, rip it, y'all I'll snap your neck with a brutal kick. Carnage isn't a good two with this. I got the cleanup crews like this. What's the matter? Are you new to this? Let me choose your fate. Truth it is. They told me I could move the world, but now it's frozen over. Hold up, is it just me? Or did it just get colder? Colder. Yes, science! And welcome back. It's time for some science. 
you know, we just heard about all kind of mad science and doom. Now we're talking about actual science. Yeah, some of it might be mad. Some of it might just be slightly irritated. What about happy science? Where is happy <laughs> science? Like, well, speaking of happy science, a uh, new study, uh, <laughs> and I kind of file this up uh, under the uh, title of "No Shit." Did you really need a, a study to figure this one out? Smoking marijuana makes a person more likely to recall false memories and information. Is that why, like, you know, like, listening to two stoners talk, you would think that they were having the most deepest and most philosophical conversation ever of absolute gibberish? Is is that what's occurring here? Yeah, it's, it, apparently being stoned makes people more susceptible to uh, fake news. And they said the study was because now, especially with the the popularity and the legalization of marijuana, you know, and also when it comes to criminal justice, witness statements and confessions are, you know, kind of a big deal as far as prosecuting cases. So now they're like saying that they should probably, you know, drug test, not only uh, people being arrested, but also witnesses to crimes. Cause if they are under the influence of THC, they are more likely to like, you know, believe fake information or even recall stuff that actually didn't happen. They were just fucking stoned. <laughs> yeah, I kind of feel like um, I, I'm with you. Like, no shit, Sherlock. <laughs> like, I mean, like, there's a reason why, you know, it's, you know, impaired. <laughs> Dave's not here, man. Yeah, writing in the Journal of the Proceedings of the National Academy of Science, uh, <laughs> study authors found evidence that suggests using cannabis consistently increases a person's susceptibility to form false memories based on false information. Uh, two type of memories were noted spontaneous memories that arise from, you know, cognitive pro and suggestion based memories that occur when external suggestions, uh, they did a test where they, they gave, uh, 64 different participants, uh, who were actively under the influence. And then also, uh, a week later, um, separate memory test involving reading, reciting words, and recalling events from a virtual reality-based scenarios. And the researchers phrased their questions in a way that uh, would kind of influence volunteers' responses, and you know, and sometimes even gave them fake information. You know, yes, you know, so each test performed immediately after the participant smoked, and again one week later. And it was definitely a a uh, found that you know, the researchers were much more able to influence people's uh, recalling of of events when they were stoned. So the scientists were giving people cannabis? Yes. This was a, a so how actual do we know lab study. That the lab didn't tinker with said cannabis to yield, you know, this thing about falsifying information. <laughs> Hmm. I I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm just saying, like the the, the non stoner in me. Um, they're trying. To, what was that? Uh, fucking uh, whatever. Pineapple Express. They're trying to come up with some kind of super strain of weed so they can control the general public. And you know, like we're gonna get everybody stoned off this weed, and then like the, they'll start believing the fake news. It's it's all a fucking conspiracy, man. Hey, I'm just saying. Just saying. Bad part is it's actually a yeah <laughs> a valid point. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I, 
you know, I, I feel like the control with that would be find a naturally growing marijuana plant and then, like, <laughs> not be like, hey, I know we're, we're scientists and we got a lot of access to labs and we know how to, you know, manipulate chemicals and THC as well as, you know, subject you to certain things like... Oh. Well, speaking of uh, other drugs, uh, <laughs> another... Uh, f- findings published in Frontiers and Neuroscience has found a possible side effect to taking Viagra. Uh, apparently, not only does it make uh, it makes other things besides uh, you know your weighing hard, it also makes seeing hard. Apparently, <laughs> they found I mean, there's a reason it's called the one-eyed Willie. <laughs> yes, apparently uh, they've found. Uh, Several cases uh, where people have reported vision impairment after taking uh, Viagra. Is that because the blood's rushing from one's head to the other head? They're saying it's. Uh, let's see what's this? If I can find where the this it's it's kind of been encountered in a small number of users, and they're finding most of the people that has reported this are people that it was not prescribed to, and they didn't actually need it. It was taking it recreationally, and also people that had never taken it before and automatically took the highest dose uh, instead of, you know, the minimum dose. But they said the eye See, effects, about which this was isn't uh, passing the, the the common sense test. Yeah, because if you're taking it and you don't need it, well, I'm sure that's what the, any drug is going to cause some adverse side effect. Um, and then two, like. Hey, I've never taken this medication, so let me just go ahead and take the highest dosage possible. <laughs> like that to me just sounds like medical abuse. Like, yeah, there's definitely recommended, you know, taking the. Uh, yes, it, it can cause extreme extreme sensitivity to light, dilated pupils, and intensely colored blue vision tinged with red and green colored blindness. And the symptoms last up to three weeks. So, yeah, definitely don't Man, take it I'm, if you I, don't need it. And definitely don't take the maximum dosage if you don't actually need it. <laughs> or maybe they're just having, you know, some some next level, you know, fornica- fornification shit that we don't even know about. Like, uh, damn. I mean, the, well, I mean, there's getting off, but then there's tripping getting off. Like, I mean... I mean, hell, the old wives tells masturbation make you go blind. Now, apparently, erectile dysfunctional make you go blind, too. I'm telling you, it's just the blood rushing from one head to the next, and probably nothing more than that. Carry uh, on, you know? Well, apparently now you can help the the environment by drinking beer. What, is hops now an evasive species of plant or something? Well, uh... Yeah, and I, I, we may have even talked about this before. It sounds to me there's a company called Erthena that has uh, built a machine that will suck carbon uh, dioxide from the atmosphere uh, and, and kind of you know solidify it so they can you know bury it underground other than releasing it into the air, which would you know clean the carbon dioxide out of the environment. But unfortunately, using a thing they're calling the metal organic frameworks, <laughs> but it's kind of too expensive to to be it doesn't make economic sense so they're they're saying that that you know technology like this to get it cheaper where it can actually be used as it was originally intended to clean up the environment they kind of need to find uses for it 
in other uh, businesses and whatnot that, that can eventually make it more popular. So then it the cost of production comes down. So then it can be used as it was originally intended. So one of the things that they're they're getting into, uh, and this is, um, I guess, plants like CO two. Yeah. Uh, well, the, the basically the CO two that um, that uh, carbonates your beer and pressurizes your kegs and shit. So they're going to use this machine to make CO two f- from the environment to then you know offer a cheaper form of CO two to breweries and bars especially in specifically in Australia where the transportation of CO2 to some of these remote breweries, restaurants and bars is kind of expensive. So they're like, Hey, we can make your CO2 for your beer cheaper if you use our product and hopefully can make, you know, their product more popular. So then it can be used as it was originally intended as a strictly a environment cleanup process and not a you know, cheaper <laughs> way to make CO2. Understood. So from beer, back to beer. Yep. And no, may with none of that, you know, reprocess CO two. <laughs> our our CO two is pure. <laughs> we got that recycled CO two, man. Go in your recycled bottles, get drunk, save the environment. And also, recently in the news, we got some aliens. Uh, I'm not saying it's aliens, but probably aliens. Uh, we found a new mysterious radio signal from space, which is not uncommon. There are several of these, what they call fast radio bursts that, you know, repeat, but not in any kind of known pattern. That's and, no you know, asteroid. That's a satellite. It's something we've been, been te- detecting for, for years and stuff. And most time it's, you know, due to like some kind of solar interference or, or stars giving off radio waves. But uh, one that they've been monitoring between uh, September of 2018 to Is October that how of 2019. TV killed the radio star? Yes. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Researchers with the Canadian Hydrogen Intensity Mapping Experiment Fast Radio Burst Project Collaboration detected, a, uh, for probably the first time, a pattern in these bursts. There's a, they're receiving a radio signal that has it repeats in a, a predictable pattern every 16.35 days. They need to come up with a simpler name. Yeah. Kind of like shield. <laughs> I mean, apparently over the course of four days, the signal would release a burst or two each hour. Then would go silent for another 12 days. And then again, repeat every 12 days. This, you know, couple bursts an hour for over the course of four days. Dude, it's Morse code. Yep. Signals from the aliens. Maybe it's, you know, they're, Trying to get into our uh, UAC lab on Mars. So, yeah, it's it's the... Uh, and again, this could be the reason why we're putting together a Space Force. We're getting we're getting alien Morse code and shit's about to pop off. Independence Day. Yippee-ki-yay, motherfuckers. <laughs> With that, that's all I got to, to teach y'all this week. We'll be right back. Hey, Geekazoids! The Metal Geeks Podcast is your source for all things geeky from the perspective of a couple of metalheads. And me, George. That's right, and George. This is Carrie the Metal Geek along with... Brutal Dave. And George Tripsis. Join us as we wax philosophical about our favorite subjects. Yeah, like what? Movies. And TV shows. Video games. Comics. Theme parks. And heavy metal. Join us on each episode as we discuss special topics. George hates metal. 
and find out what's tickling our little geeks. And much more. Come listen to us as we audibly age in your ear holes. You can find us on the social medias at Metal Geeks and visit us on our website at MetalGeeksPodcast.com. Keep it metal. Keep it geeky. And me, George. And now it's time for all things nerdy in Nerd News. And welcome to Nerd News. Yeah, news. All right. Um, we got a promo spot for a little Netflix original series called Stranger Things. Stranger um, Ricks? What? Yeah. Um, we were left with a little bit of a cliffhanger, um, at the end of season three, so spoiler warning if you are not there. Five, four, three, two, one. Hoppa lives! (laughs) (laughs) Well, we didn't know that at the end of Stranger Things, but, you know, if movies and, um, just... Things in general, if you have not physically seen a person die on screen, they're not dead. Yeah, there's an explosion, nobody can find Hopper, and then at the very end, kind of post-credits, Stranger Things, we get a teaser of a Russian research facility where they got, they're sacrificing people to fucking Demogorgons, and they're talking about some prisoner called the American, they're like... Wait a minute, is Hopper the American? Hopper and, must be the American. And, and he's now in it's Soviet official. Russia. In just Soviet working Russia. on the uh, railroad all the live long days. Oh, yeah, there's a little, <laughs> little tiny tree teaser that shows us nothing except a bunch of people at some kind of Russian prison camp working on a railroad. And as it pans through the soldiers and the prisoners, one of them finally turns around and it's motherfucking Hopper. Which... I think we talked about this off air, but it's like, it's kind of strange that that was spoiled in a teaser. That's like something I would, I would feel like, like the end of show tag for like episode one or something. You know, not, you know, however many months out before this stuff, cause I don't even know if we have like, released that's the thing. it yet. Like, you know, we, we both have talked about, you know, trailers and how oftentimes like, I like to be misdirected. You know, I don't like when I watch a trailer and it's like, okay, well, you done told me the entire premise of the movie. What the fuck is the point of me seeing the movie now? Because you gave me a five-minute synopsis. Yeah, because um, even interviews with him, you know, Hopper himself, he's been, like, very cagey about it where he's like, dude, I'm just waiting to find out myself. You know, the you know the brothers haven't called me to start filming or anything, so hell, I don't know if I survived. And then, like, they just drop that shit in the trailer. <laughs> Yeah. Like I said, I, I expect and, and I mean, that to be like even, an episode one or two, like, And tease. it's not even a, a full trailer. I mean, it's just a teaser. Yeah, it's you know? like, what, I mean, 30 seconds, yeah. a minute, maybe? So, I don't know. I, I. But then again, if they're giving us that big a news this early on, what the fuck are they going to be surprising us with? <laughs> if what we think is going to be a big surprise is like, nah, bro, we, we're showing you this like six months out, it's like... There's going to be some real shit when the show starts. <laughs> is there? Is there? I don't know, maybe. Where the fuck is Barb? <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag justice for Barb, motherfuckers. <laughs> Did we see Barb actually die? I can't remember that far back. Well, we saw a, a, a Barb-looking skeleton in the Upside Down. That was in the Upside Down. That's not actual reality. <laughs> back to reality. So, yeah. I, I, I don't know. You know, I mean... 
like you said, maybe maybe that was in our heads supposed to be the big surprise when in reality, um, it ain't shit. Um, I don't know. So it's kind of kind of interesting, I guess. Um, moving right along, uh, it's kind of funny that we talked about this the other night at the cigar shop. Um, it's felt weird that we haven't had another indiana movie you know seen, seen yeah. indiana jones do anything relatively recently yeah especially even like with the the way crystal skull ended you you expected it like a new young indiana jones like they're gonna do like you know start a new kind of a new franchise with shia labeouf well but, it looks like harrison nope. ford says indiana jones 5 is gonna be beginning to be filmed shortly damn he's well, he's got that new, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, the Into the Wild, or whatever it's called, uh, movie coming out, and Homeboy's looking, it's getting old, <laughs> I gotta say, which the best meme... I mean, dude, he's 77 years old. Yeah, I mean, how much, like, whip-cracking is he gonna be able to do? <laughs> but then again, I, I that... don't know, old man strength, man. Yeah, he's definitely reached old man strength, but I got I love that meme of him with the big-ass dog for that new movie is in. And it's like, when the drugs wear off and you realize you're not a space pirate, uh, you know, cruising the galaxy with your Wookiee. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. bearded, homeless-looking guy with his giant dog. <laughs> um, So, I, I don't know, you know? I mean, the first three movies, absolutely great. Um, The fourth film, uh, I didn't care for the story, but, you know... Harrison's performance is all right on it. Um, it was weird, but it was it was funny. It had some cool stuff, but nothing beats those like the original trilogy. Uh, those like still hold up today. Like I said, for some reason there was a probably because the news just went out that they're about to start filming this. But for some reason, one of the channels was playing a Indiana Jones marathon. We ended up watching uh, how was it uh, Last Crusade and at least most of the original movie while we're sitting there at the shop. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I just kind of thought it was odd that, you know, we, we mentioned that and then I start searching nerd news and I was like, Oh, okay. Well shit. You know, <laughs> maybe, I mean, make fedoras great again. <laughs> yes. Um, you remember a little film called honey. I shrunk the kids. A little bit. <laughs> it's been a long time. Yeah. Um. Well, apparently Rick Moranis is returning for Honey, I Shrunk the Kids reboot. And that's kind of cool because Rick Moranis, I mean, he was one of those like great comedic actors. You know, from like the Second City was in a bunch of stuff. You know, hell, OG Ghostbusters, Mr. Lewis Telly himself. But several, several years ago, his... Wife passed away, and he decided to retire from acting, like, at the top of his game, because he's like, no, I'm going to be a dad and raise my kids and step away from Hollywood. I think now he's, like, been a, he's like a professor at some school somewhere. He's, like, been teaching these last, you know, several years. So, I guess the kids are old enough now that he's like, eh, I still got a few stories I want to tell, and... Or somebody backed up a boatload of money for him to <laughs> come back. Yeah, I, you know, I... It's kind of interesting. So I, I guess um, this new take is supposed to be titled Shrunk. And um, Joe Johnston, he's the guy that directed the um, 1989 original Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, apparently will be doing this one. Um, 
So uh, Josh Gad is attached. Let's see. So that's basically going to be the son to Moranis character, um, Wayne Shalansky. And uh, David Hoberman is producing the reboot with Todd Rosenberg writing the script. Uh, Yeah, so... I think, is this one going to be uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Grandkids? Well, I'm wondering, like, you know, because there was, you know, the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, um, Honey, I Blew Up the Kid, and then the straight-to-video Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves, um, which Moranis was in all three of those. So, I'm not sure, you know, I mean, because we saw him in Ghostbusters, we've seen him in Spaceballs. Um, if he's coming back to acting, do we finally get... Spaceballs 2, The Search for More Money. Mel Brooks is still alive. Yeah, I mean, that might could come I, to I would be more excited like... uh, about that than I would, you know, Return of Dark Helmet than I, than I am a return of, uh, <laughs> honey, I shrunk the kids. Ah, Somebody get on that shit. Such a great beer, too. Um, moving right along. Uh, probably the weirdest bit of news is a trailer trailer for a film called Iron Mask with um, it's got Jackie Chan, um, who the fuck is Arnold Schwarzenegger? Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, like I didn't. Oh, shit, what was the last thing Arnold did? Like, probably probably the last Expendables movie. I think is the last thing I I saw him in. Uh, I don't I don't can't recall if he's been in anything since that. Than, than I'm aware of, but yeah, I don't it's... know when was Terminator. Oh yeah, duh. My my, we just did an episode on. That. I totally forgot about Terminator. Yeah, the newest Terminator. But yeah, it was uh, it's it's like a weird kung fu fantasy. It's like it's like kung fu pirates of the Caribbean looking shit. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think it's supposed to be set in kind of like the Forbidden Kingdom universe, or maybe this is supposed to be a. Not a direct sequel or something of um, Forbidden Kingdom. I I don't know. Movies I weren't really familiar with. I just saw the trailer and I was like, huh, this is kind of fucked up. Okay, cool. Yeah. It's like, you Arnold know, Schwarzenegger's like an 1800s We were talking about guy. Jackie Chan a few weeks back and it's like, haven't seen him in much of anything. So He came out with that movie that I didn't see, which I need to pick up on video because I heard it was awesome where he was like his family gets killed in like a terrorist attack and he like goes like full freaking like uh like taken vengeance movie where it's like first i'm seeing jackie chan doing something where he's like super serious and not like a comedic role which yeah the man still still got it (laughs) i mean no i mean dude i I, that's a man i would not fucks with no um all right as we wind down he's definitely reached old man strength yes (laughs) (laughs) Um, so how about Atari is launching a chain of hotels? Now, when I say Atari, I'm talking about the video game company, not the console. (laughs) So, um, basically, um, this might be, this might be Cigar Nerd's road trip worthy. I'm, so where are these uh hotels? So there's going to be at least 8 Atari themed hotels opening in the US, um Phoenix, Arizona later this year with other buildings planned in Austin, Texas, Chicago, Illinois, Denver, Colorado, and Las Vegas, Nevada, San Francisco, San Jose, California, and Seattle, Washington. I mean, I've never been to Vegas yet. I can definitely go to Vegas. Or hell, Colorado got that Weagle lead, man. We <laughs> 
<laughs> we go to Colorado and uh, <laughs> hang out with the. So I, I mean, so, so it's OG video game themed. Well, or? so basically they're touting this as something that should please both video game enthusiasts as well as just your everyday travel. They'll have restaurants, arcade bars, along with other amenities such as gaming playgrounds, bakeries that take inspiration from Atari and its video games. Um, <laughs> the gaming playgrounds are expected to include both um, arcade and virtual reality games, um, and the hotel locations will also have dedicated areas for both hosting and streaming live esports events for fans. So... Um, you know, kind of interesting, you know, this, this esports movement. I mean, hmm. you know, some of these gaming I didn't expect comp- this to be something like, like a, a, an American, like I expect this popping up in Japan somewhere, not to, <laughs> but, I mean, if you look America. at, like, I, I know we make fun of it a lot, but like these fucking Fortnite games and stuff like that, but you know, when people are playing, like, you know, Halo tournaments or Call of Duty or Fortnite or, you know, any of these MMORPG things that are real competitive, dude, they're playing for, like, $10 million, you know, oh, yeah. it's gotten, dollar like, prizes and stuff. Huge like, uh, financially thing. That's like, the, that's like the new, you know... NASCAR. Yeah, it's like it's definitely like a turn into a well, legit it's like, sport. Hey, I don't like sports ball, ball but I, I I like video games. So you know, here I am. You know, I can fucking watch competitive video gaming or something. <laughs> like you know, um, yeah. I mean, it's most more popular to watch watch uh, you know watch someone else on like Twitch or whatever play a game than it is to like play yourself. It was like a freaking meme I saw the other day. It's like my kid was like yo. Watching somebody play a game on YouTube, and he was like, "Hey, why are you watching somebody play a game on YouTube when you can just go play it yourself?" And he's like, "Well, why are you watching football when you can just go play it yourself?" And he's like, "Touche." <laughs> you know, it's like now that you think about it, you're like, "All right, yeah, I, I get it." Once <laughs> you, you right, explain like, it that way, I'm like, eh, "True enough." All right, it's like, "Hey, you can buy a twenty dollar football, but can you buy a twenty dollar game console or you know computer game?" Rig? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh. Yeah, kid, I can't. I can't afford to buy you that PS5, but here you can have all the YouTube you want. Yes. <laughs> you can go watch other people play that PS5. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and we did get a trailer for No Time to Die. Um, oh yeah, that freaking No Time to Die was bad. Like I, we just, I went to see the uh, Harley Quinn and Birds of Prey last night, and the trailer for No Time give to Die. Give us your thoughts. Is just uh, awesome. No spoilers, but um... reminds me of. Uh... A little bit like Deadpool. It's it's not. I would say doesn't reminds me more of Deadpool than it does the rest of the DCU movies because very much told from the perspective of Harley Quinn. So it's kind of twisted and weird. But the action sequences. Uh, I, you know, I heard they got the directors of uh, our you know stunt people from John Wick to direct direct all their their fight choreography. So it's like when there's an action sequence, it's fucking legit action sequence yeah absolutely so yeah i mean movies definitely continuing to uh jump on that dead pool you know success bandwagon like yeah that's what the action sequences were pretty good so yeah it's uh it's worth seeing it's just kind of kind of weird <laughs> but not bad any other news anything you want to share with the uh, listeners at home i mean i did see a video recently of the uh disney kind of walking through what they're big interactive star Wars hotel was going to be like, uh, 
Yeah, so notice uh, I jacked up all the prices. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like no one can afford to go to Star Wars Land anymore. It's like yeah, it's fucking Disney's getting ridiculously expensive, and of course the Clone Wars uh, TV uh, the final season of the Clone Wars is to kick off like the end of this week. I think on the twenty first. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. Uh, with that, you can find us on CigarNerdPodcast.com. We're also on the ESO Network at ESONetwork.com. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at CigarNerdPod. Pick up your smoking shirts at RealMenSmokeCigars.com. Uh, and I saw that they, they've been doing like uh, long sleeve t-shirts now, so you can check that out. Uh, um, pick up your energy drinks at StrikeForceEnergy.com. Use your promo code CigarNerds. And with that, may the swartz be with you. And this has been a recording of the Cigar Nerd Podcast. We are your hosts, Smokin' Joe and Brad Jackson. Join us next time for more adventures in nerddom. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping through Amazon.com or the Tee Public Store which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.